Russell, when you were a kid, did you go to many birthday parties? Oh, we're delving back into the distant past. This is starting to feel like a therapy session, and I'm sure we'll end up talking about my parents. But yes, yeah, I didn't go to a lot. Yeah, I went to some. So you had friends then? I had some friends. Either that, yeah, or okay. my mum like managed to convince some people to be my friends. Yeah, I definitely went to some parties. Okay, yeah, so did I. Were they the sort of parties where? Uh, you know, some that they'd send out like an invitation. It'd be on, it'd be on like a pre-bought invitation paper, uh, and it might have like pictures of Thomas the Tank Engine maybe on it. <laughs> you're you're close. You, you're, you're getting yeah. warm. Bob the Builder. <laughs> no, no, you're getting cold. So mine, I don't know why, but a lot of mine were at like a McDonald's or a Hungry Jack. So generally, yes. it was the. The ones from, you know, that they provide pre-filled in with child's name goes here, your guest yeah. name goes here. And then, yeah, you turn up and you have fun at McDonald's. Well, I've got photos of me as a kid at McDonald's parties. So clearly I went to the- <laughs> <laughs> Did you Did you guys get the ice cream cake? Like our thing was, yes. I think you got to make, quote unquote, make your own burger. You basically got to go behind there and grab a burger. You made your own drink by, oh, you know, pouring the thing out of the drink machine. What? And then you got an ice cream cake afterwards. So we got the ice cream cake. I remember the ice cream cake, but we never got to make our own burgers and stuff. Oh, you missed out, man. You got to go behind the counter and pull one off that, that shelf that they have. You could be as awesome as those teenagers that make the <laughs> McDonald's burgers. Yeah, except that they didn't pay you awesome. and they didn't actually let you touch them or make them. Oh, right. Yeah, there was that. Yeah, we, we just got uh, locked up in a special party room. <laughs> <laughs> and your parents are yes, twenty minutes of peace. Goodbye, yeah. little jelly. And uh, yeah, I, I I I do I remember having at least one of those. But yeah, I, the ice cream cake. I've had I've had many ice cream cakes over the years because, as you may not know, I, I was allergic to egg as a kid, like deathly allergic. Oh yeah, we've had this discussion offline. So jelly hates things like pancakes and cake. Yeah. And it turns yeah. out the reason why is because they both have eggs. Yeah, and I was I was deathly allergic to them as a kid. Um uh so I couldn't eat regular cakes, so my my birthday cakes for at birthday parties and stuff like that typically were things like ice cream cake or a pile of donuts, which is something <laughs> that I had well, at least one year. I like it. I like it. So I gotta know, since you're the one that that brought this up, like, has this changed much? Like, has little jelly grown into like big jelly, adult jelly? What was the correct term for that? Does he still go to the same kind of parties? Do I still go to parties at McDonald's? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I need to know because I have to tell you. One time, um, so there's like seven years between me and my younger brother. Like, it's a, it's a decent distance. Yep. And w- one time, one of his friends like didn't turn up for his party. So, mum had booked oh. for like ten or whatever the number mm. was, mm. and the minimum number was ten. Oh. And she's like, "Oh, this guy's dropped out. Do you want to come?" So I kid you not, I went in my high school uniform. Like straight straight out of school, straight out of high school, nice. I came back for the day to McDonald's with all these little kids, and I sat there and I <laughs> ate my burger and I had my drink. It was it was quite funny. That is, uh, wow. That that is. Um, I don't. I haven't been to a. <laughs> uh, uh, I haven't been so lucky to oh, go to would? a. So what uh, you're telling me is you don't party. do this anymore. I'm not not to McDonald's parties. I go to oh. other parties though on occasion. Um, I even organise the occasional party. Oh, tell, yeah. tell us about the parties that Jelly throws. So when I met Mel, she would do a thing with her friends where they would all get together at the end of the year and have a Christmas party. I think it started as like a, a so dinner not thing. like an office Christmas party. It's like an actual no, like home like Christmas actual, party. Yeah, and actual friends, people that you actually like. <laughs> so wait, what were you doing there? 
<laughs> well, that's a good question. <laughs> I ended up inviting some of my friends to that, and so it kind of grew a lot bigger and it turned into real parties. I, I got to uh, tell you, it's sounding a lot like the uh, the plotline of Grease. Is it? Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched Grease, so oh. I wouldn't know. Oh, jelly. Sorry. Please continue, <laughs> but you have to you have to watch that as homework. So, uh, like, it would beca- it, it, they basically became real parties, and so uh, you know there would be. Usually, mostly finger food, or at least like a you know buffet style, like just you grab a plate and toss some things on it. Mel would spend quite a lot of the day cooking. I would help, obviously. I'm not a jerk, and also cleaning up and doing all that sort of stuff because we used to host them at our place, usually our apartment. And yeah, we I mean we stopped doing that a while ago because it just kind of. I don't know. I don't even know why. I think we got too busy, and so that we kind of passed the mantle, and it's now organized by other friends so you know there's that but it, it, i go i go occasionally you know let my hair down so to speak <laughs> yeah so wait, wait a minute what when you you get to the party right it's i mean it's not an american like teenage movie so no. it's not like a million people in a house but what let's let's imagine you go to a party like let's pretend this this happens for reals yeah what kind of party attender are you like you walk through the door um, do you put on like a new persona or do you go hide like in the corner somewhere? So first of all, you've got to assume that I'm actually going to the party. I know. It's just hypothetical. It's it's a big if. Because there are parties that I've pulled out, like I pull out of them at the last minute because I just like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. I can't go to the party. I need just, I need some time to myself. I need to be by myself. But if I do go to the party, usually it's because I've got enough energy to kind of like, you know, remove the shell and pretend to be out of it. And, uh, you know, be a bit more exuberant and all that sort of stuff than what I actually am on the inside. Mm. So, okay, you've, you've walked through the door. Yep. What's, what's your go-to strategy? Like, let's pretend you're at a party and you know some people and you don't know others. Like, what, what do you do? I have always been the guy that will find somebody that he knows and just, like, hang on to them for the rest of the night. <laughs> just like, clutch onto the leg and be like, you can't leave me. And if you go to the toilet, I'm following you in there. More or less, more or less. But I, I – and if, if all else fails, I'll usually find somebody uh, and I'll make friends if I have to, I guess. I am a terrible party goer. Honestly, I am the worst because I will just cradle my drink and just sit on the couch and just, just sit there. Just, just like, okay, this is fun. Well, I, I got to tell you, Jelly. In contrast, I am the pretty prince of parties. Of course, I, I, you are. I go where the party takes me. Yeah, you're a tasty piece of pastry. You're so light and flighty, flaky, Jelly. In case you wondered. Um, no, in all seriousness, I think I think we're kind of similar. Like when I turn up to a party, if there's people I know, like I'm generally not confident enough to be like oh screw you guys i'm gonna go find someone else to hang with i'll immediately yeah. like beeline for those people and i'll normally try and be holding something so like a, a drink or some food or something just so you can sort of just like saunter up and you're kind of like yeah i belong here i'm the same as all you people let's let's talk about stuffs i've actually found that that's fairly typical in organizing parties with like amongst friends like our friends these christmas parties right what would end up happening is a bunch of friends on mel's side would would come uh and a bunch of people on my side mostly from church would come and they'd all be in the room but they'd mostly sit to themselves like kind of group together and occasionally you might have some people that are like exuberant enough to go around between said groups and be all like hey what's happening but as a general rule, I find that most people do kind of like tend to stick to their own, like stick to the people that they know 
for the most yeah. part. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that because, I mean, the other thing is there are so many different parties. It, it sounds like the way we're defining it. Like you can invite people to your house and as long as, you know, there's enough people there, it's a party. Mm. You could go to like a wedding reception and I guess that's technically a party. I mean, it's, it's technically a party, yeah. It's kind of kind of a party. And, yeah, you've got yeah. all these different places where you get to be surrounded by people in – I don't know, would you call it a party atmosphere? I don't really know. But it's fascinating to watch people under those circumstances as well because you're right, like the majority of people, they'll find one or two people to talk to or like a group and they'll just like stick to it. And then you see other people who are just like, this is this is my place, these are my people and they'll just like wander all throughout the party like trying to make conversation and yeah. you know, make people laugh. Yeah, I, I went to a party recently that was a little bit different. It was my dad's 60th party and we, Mel and I, travel back to my hometown, Orange. Orange? Yeah, Orange. It's <laughs> named for, I want to say, Lord Orange. He's some dude from, like, Holland from back in the day. From Fair back enough. In the way I, I back guess it days. is a better name than Canberra, so we'll let it yeah. pass. Yeah. So I went back to, I went back to my hometown to, to uh, attend this party, and it was mostly people that I, like, I haven't seen in, like, at least 10 years, probably more like, how long has it been since I moved away from Orange? Twelve years now, I think. Um, so I hadn't wait, seen wait, these wait, people wait, for wait, ages. Wait. Jelly, jelly, Orange, you glad you moved? <laughs> <laughs> I never understood that joke. I really never did. Oh, I don't understand. Come on. Uh, the thing about uh, going to the party like that is that, like, it was almost people that I didn't really know or I didn't really know anymore. And so it was a little bit awkward. And so, like, what, what would you do in a situation like that? Cause I know what I did. What would you do if you're in a situation where you're at a party and you might know, like, the host or whatever? Uh, but then you kind of don't really know anybody else. Well, this, this has happened to me recently. So it's, it's not quite a party, but let's, let's stretch the definition a little bit. We had kind of like a get together of like all Michelle's workmates and like all their family and stuff. And I literally only knew Michelle like that. That's my wife and that's the only person I knew. So yeah. I turned up to this place and there's all these people like she knew and she works with. So they're all like friendly and they're, you know, having work banter or whatever. And I'm just kind of walking in. I'm like, I don't. Do anybody here? Like, what do I do? So initially, mm. I just kind of like clung to Michelle, but after a while, I'm like, oh, I probably look like I'm being rude. Like, if I just, you know, just sit here and just follow her everywhere. So I just found, like, I did the whole thing where you like you try and copy the other people. So I'm looking at this group of guys. I'm like, okay, they have a beer. Step one, like, get a beer. Then you sort of up to them. Like, can you try and look the same? You're like, hey, how's everyone going? And then I just try and kind of include myself in the conversation. I, I think the thing that I'm not good at though is actually like continuing the conversation or like starting yeah. new topics I'll, yeah. I'll generally chime in and you know i laugh with people or whatever but i just don't have the skills to be like so did you guys watch the something last friday night and what do you think of the blah mm, mm. yeah that blah it was <laughs> what about that local sports team so what i did was for this party was something that i mentioned i think on the last episode where we were talking about electric cars I was talking I, in that episode. I mentioned that one of my favorite party topics is talking is talking about how people are going uh, to lose their me. jobs to the robots. You're all going to lose your jobs to robots, and I'm driving an electric car in the future. Yeah, so this is that must the, make you really popular, Joe. 
<laughs> it's interesting. It's an interesting topic because it's everybody has. Because I want to kill you afterwards. Everybody has opinions. Who's that jerk everybody that told me opinions. I was going to lose my job to a robot? Let's go get him. At least one person. This topic came up multiple times because you can you can basically have it with a like a small group of people and then move on to another small group of people and just do the same. <laughs> Wait a topic. minute. You've inflicted the same thing on like everyone at the party, just group yeah, by group. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I at least one person. I, I remember very vividly. One person said to me, "Oh no, my job is." fine because i'm a i'm a carpenter and uh and you're like, I boy. like i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure that that's not safe but okay i'll, I'll <laughs> let you have that one the robots that will learn how to cut wood straight like pretty damn quick son it's it's interesting because everybody has an opinion on whether or not it's a thing so i i have this uh i have this kind of like i try and steer the conversation to that if i possibly can <laughs> so this is your go-to topic. You will all lose yeah. your jobs to robots. What happens? Pretty. Much. What happens when you attend another party with all the same people? Oh, I'm screwed. Or maybe Jelly's like, did like, you know? They're like, we know. Jelly. Opinions. We know. You told us last week. I'll be like, oh, did you did you hear about like how Facebook is doing something with their messenger bots and something something? I kind of I I haven't actually paid attention to that. It's it's an ever expanding topic that always has new things coming out. Yeah, I find that this is kind of related to what you're saying. I find if I'm at some kind of party that has tech people in it, I find it super easy to relate to them because you can talk about you know the tech news or even like what you do for a job and what they do for a job. The the problem is like I occasionally go to places that are like full of people just not in the tech industry and then they're like, oh, what do you do for a job? And I'm like, oh, I make apps. And they're like, that's interesting. Tell me about that. And you tell them a little bit and you can just see like their eyes are glazing over because they don't really care. Yeah. And then, you know, you try and like make conversation and they're like, yeah, I'm a mechanic or I'm a, you know, pilot or whatever, like whatever they do. And there's just like no common ground whatsoever. And you're like, hmm, well, that's that's good. We We have different jobs. That's yeah, must be funds. The yeah, the job thing. I don't know what I don't know what it is about like the job thing because everybody has this idea that well, the the best way to find out about a person is to ask them what they do for a living. I don't necessarily know that that's true. It's probably not true, but it's it's the kind of thing we have in common. Like everybody, mm. like even if you're at home and you you're doing like housework or whatever, everyone has something that they do during the day. And I guess the majority of us, you know, we go to a place of work and not always, but like often the place that you've gone to work, you've kind of chose, like maybe you didn't go to university and and study to become a something, but even if you have like a retail job, like I used to work in retail, you've still kind of like you went to the interview, you chose to work there. There might be some interesting thing that, you know, you enjoy about it. So I think that's that's why we kind of define people by their jobs because they're like, you're probably there, yeah, because you need the money, but also because, you know, there's some reason you wanted to be there. But, I mean, it's not a particularly interesting bit like a, a party topic. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a data analyst. I type in data into a machine and then it spits out a graph that shows me how that's changed over time. It's very interesting. Yep. <laughs> I do that every day when and the new data comes in and so I put the new data in and then that gives me a new, a new result. And so then it's very, wait, why are you asleep? Um, hey, dude, do you want to wake up? This is really important. This is, I'm getting to the important part here. So, what happens is I put the number in and then the computer recalculates. Oh, okay, Jelly. I'm already falling asleep here. I think I've just come to a revelation. Could this be the reason that people come up with these things called party tricks? Party tricks? Yeah, it's because anyone can ask anyone about their occupation. You can see exactly like where that goes nine times out of 10. So, maybe this is why you have party tricks. Like, you have things like, you know, telling stories that, you know, yeah. may, may be slightly fictionalized. I, I actually do enjoy that one at parties. So I tend to pick stories, you know, from my past and just add bits to them because I figure 
these people don't want the truth. They don't need like the hardcore like documentary of what happened in like, you know, 1998. They just mm. want like a fun story. So I'll just add, mm. you know, different bits of to stories each time. Do you do stuff like that? I, I do. I have a few stories I can, uh, that I'll pull out. I mean, it's the same thing with any sort of conversation, really. It's like the conversations that we have will have a thing where we'll be like, oh, yeah, that happened once. I mean, uh, you know, I, I occasionally will tell the story of so the play that I actually met Melissa in. Uh, which is another story that I will oh, occasionally please, pull please out. Please tell me it was Romeo and Juliet. It, wa- it was Romeo <laughs> But please tell me that somehow you didn't end up as Romeo and you were like trying to get her attention. She was Juliet. I was Paris. Yes. If you understand the, uh, if you understand the play, then you'll understand that, that how that kind of doesn't really work. But yeah, anyway, so the, the rap party for that play, I got massively drunk. They put together, like, actors, man, actors. They put together this punch that was made out of, Lord only knows, you know, how much, <laughs> how many different yeah, kinds of alcohol. Every person went up to it and they're like, I just pour one thing in here. Uh, well, that'd be funny. I know there were berries in it of some kind and there was probably vodka and there was probably several kinds of other spirits and other related things. And I think I had three cups of this thing. Uh, it was really fruity and so you couldn't really get, like, you didn't really get the alcohol taste. Uh, and I was I was blasted, and a couple of people that were in the play decided that they wanted to have some fun with that, and so <laughs> we're, we're all standing around this uh, around the, the the bench, and they're they're like handing me um, shots of vodka and telling me that they're water and that I should drink them, <laughs> and so I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is water, Dr- down that shot, okay, yep, yeah, okay, down that shot, yeah, okay, down that shot. I was, yeah, I ended up throwing up in the sink very And that's very how you impress Mel. Yep. And that's how. <laughs> so there you uh, go, kids. If you're, uh, you know, you're single and you're looking how to, uh, how to impress, like, you know, other people out there. Step one, get blind drunk. Step two, throw up. Step three, profit. Is that, is that right, Jelly? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I landed, I, I landed Mel uh, slightly before this uh, occurred. So I think I was safe, but. It, Probably not so safe that you know uh, she didn't have a few second thoughts after after witnessing that. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, it would have been better off like learning like magic tricks and stuff. Because I remember when I was younger, mm. um, I learned a whole bunch of like card tricks from my grandfather. Yep. And these days they're not that impressive because they're actually like you know as a <laughs> someone in their thirties, it's super easy to to see what's going on. But I'll tell you what, as a twelve year old kid, like you could mesmerize other twelve year old kids. So there's this one where you um you get four kings. And you show them to people, but the trick is you put another four cards kind of behind the four kings as you're kind of showing them off in like a fan sort of configuration. Mm. And you go like, watch what I'm going to do. So you kind of fold up the four kings and you tell the story of a bank robbery. Like this guy, like he went down here to keep watch. This guy is stealing like jewels from here. So you've taken the fake four cards that you put on top and you've distributed them through the deck. And then you kind of fan the deck and you do all these, because I guess that's what magic is about. You make it look like you're doing something fancy and trying to get these things back to the top. And then you reveal the the top four cards and... There's your kings. Ta-da. Hey. Hey. That one doesn't work anymore, surprisingly, Jelly. I don't I don't have tricks that are more sophisticated than that. I don't know that I have any like magic tricks that I do at parties. My best magic trick is making 
food and alcohol disappear. <laughs> Does well, that that's, count? That's a pretty popular one. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got friends. I mean, we're, we are of the age and I'm like, you have kids. So, you know, there's that. But I I have a lot of, I have friends that have kids that go to their parties uh, occasionally. And so last year I went to a Halloween party that was organized by one of my good mates who also happens to be the father of my goddaughter. And... I spent a lot of time hanging out with, well, hanging out with my goddaughter, hanging out with uh, with her sisters um, because they're kind of fun and you can perform really easy magic tricks. Like, oh, kids love the the simplest things in the world. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're so gullible. <laughs> like, here's a candy, and where did it go? <laughs> Whoa! And they literally, like, yeah. yeah, they just seem to not have that sense of wonderment that, yep. yeah, that twenty cent piece just went into your other hand like the whole time, but they, they didn't notice. They're like. Whoa, do it again. Make two more appear. And telling stories to them, like they, they've always, it's always the first time that they've heard it. Or you can like talk to them about the things that, you know, the cartoons and stuff that they're watching these days, like Adventure Time. Everybody's watching Adventure Time. Yeah, just don't use the words these days. Mm. So what do you kids yeah. watch these days? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back when I was we had a stick and we had a round thing and I used to hit it around. Yep. Back when I was a kid, the TVs were a box, and <laughs> they you, you could basically climb inside of them. They were big. <laughs> All right, mm. so we've kind of explored this a little bit. What I want to know is you've got to give me some some jelly tips for organizing like a sweet, sweet party. Like I'm throwing a party in one week. What are some things that I absolutely have to know? Uh, maybe send out some invitations. <laughs> like the, I usually find that's that's generally a very good idea. So, what are the kids using these days? Is it the Facebook? <laughs> well, I guess they use the Facebook. I don't know. I don't have a Facebook. I I just send th- I send people texts. Oh, so you're like, hey, I'm having a sweet party. It's totally cool if you want to come or not. Just yeah, I think know. most people use Facebook though. I Mel always complains that I don't get the event invites because I'm not on Facebook. Um, usually, people will just tell me if there's a party. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think there could be a lot of parties that you're missing out on, Jeffy. Just between you and me. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You're just sitting by your fax machine. You're like, any minute now, <laughs> the fax will come through, and oh no, I can go. I don't understand why the fax machine doesn't get any, like, it doesn't get any traffic at all. It's just, it's so weird. Yeah, I guess they're saving it for, like, a special occasion, maybe, like, your 60th or something. Yeah, yeah. so I, uh, one great tip that I have for a, you know, a party where you're having, like, you know, finger food is get the thing catered. I got Mel's birthday party once catered by Nando's because I love Nando's. Nando's is amazing. And they do like... So, they send someone out or you just go to Nando's beforehand and you get the stuff? So, you can do like an on... You can do like an online order. I think most places do... Like a bunch of places do this now, especially fast food places. You can do an online order for KFC now. Did you know that? See, catered, I'm thinking like waiters and waitresses. No. no, You just just mean you, you order the food from somewhere. You order the food from somewhere and you pick it up and you bring it back and... Yeah, that was a great move because it was like, you know, you could, you could order a bunch of different kinds of chicken and there was like salads for people who don't eat chicken, I guess, and uh, there was other stuff there and they provided all, it's all heat, like it's all hot uh, and all comes in like boxes. We nice. uh, I had to go and pick it up, but, you know, it was... Yeah, it but was, I mean, that's that's a pretty small like thing to do considering you didn't have to like cook any of it and... I feel like all these people who, like, you've gone around and be like, you're going to lose your job to a robot. At least once they've had, like, you know, a decent fill of Nando's and maybe yeah. some drinks. They're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? It's not so yeah. bad. Yeah. The food was good. Um, another t- good tip, though, is if you don't want to cook and you don't want to cater, 
uh, is get everybody to bring something because that way you don't have to really do that much. <laughs> well, except coordinate all the different yeah, people. So you end up you have to like make sure that somebody has, yeah. You, you, you want to make sure that you get more than just like 13 different potato salads. <laughs> You're like, it's a potato salad party. I just didn't yeah. tell you. Yeah. I think I'm actually really bad at parties. I think if really I was bad to give you tips, yeah, you should yeah. you should not follow like any of the tips I give. See, I'm good at organizing parties, but I'm bad at going to parties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bad at both. Yeah, right. But That's I think awkward. I think there is a golden rule though. I don't know if you've heard this one. So this is this was mm. I think I first I first had it from my great grandmother. Wow. And she yeah, she heard it from her mum and it was wow. passed down. It was I don't know why it's matriarchal, but it was passed down mum to mum to mum to mum to mum. And basically like they had this little idiom and it's it's just never left me, Jelly. I have to tell you that yep. from the moment I heard this, I was like, you yep. know what? That is truly like I was just transfixed by it. It's been like burnt into my brain ever since and it, that's like a life, life-changing life lesson. Think of like yeah. a life hack is like a small thing. This is like a life yep. chop, life sever. <laughs> I don't know. What's bigger than a hack? <laughs> uh, dismemberment? Life dismemberment? Life dismemberment. This is a life dismemberment. That's right. Are you ready for this? So yeah. the idiom was that okay. every party, yeah. no matter how big or small, yeah. needs to end yeah. in a boom. 